Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am here to go over a Martin Luther King Day 12-game NBA slate. Gotta love it. 12 games uh, throughout the day starting at 12.30 p.m. Eastern, uh, and it'll be at least 12 hours of continuous basketball, so you gotta absolutely love that. Um, I'm jumping in here uh, late evening the night before so that we can get all this information out to you, get the podcast posted. So if anybody has a chance to listen to it tonight or in the morning, uh, it'll give you a good heads up on the slate. So we'll be going over all 12 games. Unfortunately, the three sites, just especially DraftKings, just made a debauchery of how they're setting this card up. You've got a main slate in the evening, but you've got all the games broken up into threes and then five on DraftKings, uh, a poor selection of contests on FanDuel for the all-day. Just very disappointing with the way the sites handled uh, these contests. But it is what it is. They want to get the extra rake, I guess, with all these contests. Um, greed is not always good. But the bottom line is all 12 games are in play. Uh, you could play multiple different kinds of contests on the three sites, and uh, we'll give you a good heads up on these games uh, jumping in. It's been a, a difficult weekend here at Coach Talk. I am not a happy camper, just rough couple of days. And, you know, I, we always uh, cheer on wins and great finishes and big totals, and that's all great. You know, we're going to have long stretches of hot streaks and everything else. But it's just been, you know, uh, one of those scenarios where uh, it has not gone our way the last few days. We had the injury to DeRozan. Then the next night we had the injury uh, to Levine, er, not DeRozan, I'm sorry, Levine. And then after that, Ke uh, Kevin Durant. And then we had uh, Fox get tossed out of the game today. So it's been uh, it's been a little bit frustrating, but, you know. That is good. That changes very quickly. And, you know, it's easy to talk about when you get stung by those things. But uh, when stuff falls your way, uh, then, you know, people forget to mention that. So uh, we're not going to do that here. We're always going to shoot straight with you for sure. But uh, that variance is going to head our way. I'm speaking it to truth. I mentioned it in Discord. Uh, starting tomorrow with this 12-game slate, things are going to fall our way. I have total confidence in it. And I'd be uh, – I can't. I don't even know what to say. I would be uh, not a stand-up person if I didn't mention this Cowboys loss today. I know I was hooting and hollering about them prior and uh, on the last pod and in Discord. And, man, what a disappointing loss. So back to the drawing board for them. Um it eliminates my interest in NFL now. Of course, we've got our incredible NFL team uh, working with uh, Andrew, Omaha, Joe, and, of course, Crash Davis. They're doing a great job, and they're going to see us through all the playoffs all the way through the Super Bowl. So uh, it'll be fun to see uh, those guys get it done. All right, not a lot of time to, to lose here. We've got 12 games. We're going to touch on all of them. Uh, because it's the night before, we we do have lines on the games, but we do not have the totals yet. So you can uh, check back in on those. And then as far as back-to-back -back games, 
Uh, nobody on on a second night of a back-to-back, and we do have the Knicks uh, on the first night of a back-to-back. Uh, there's only a two-game slate on Tuesday, but the Knicks are one of them. All right, we're diving in, and it's going to be uh, pretty pretty concise here. We're going to get through these. Just we want to give you a good, solid start on your build. All right, first game, 12.30 p.m. Eastern, Pelicans. At 16 and 27 at the Boston Celtics at 22 and 22. Injuries, Zion Williamson out, Marcus Smart out. Um, Right now, the spread on the game is Boston minus six, which is pretty low, uh, actually. I thought it would be a little higher than that. Defensively, uh, you know, we'll see if Boston can shut them down, but. Pace-wise, let's talk about that first. Pelicans 21st, Boston 24th. So not expecting a big total, not good pace in this game, and we'll see if it's going to stay as close as the spread sets. Pelicans do not defend well. They're 25th. Boston, however, a top-five defensive efficient team at 5th. So you've got a couple of different options here. Certainly with the Pels, you can always look at Ingram. But certainly with Brown and Tatum defense, it makes it a little bit tough. Uh, you can go more value with a Josh Hart or uh, Herb Jones. Uh, if you also want to buy up, you got the potential with Joe Val, who's very hit or miss uh, as well. So not my favorite game on the slate by any stretch. I do think a few of the Boston guys, you know, you can always go to either Brown or Tatum if you want to spend up. Uh, certainly they're you know facing a, a poor defensive team so either one of them could go off uh, for a big number so choosing the right one in this spot uh, is the key I think I'd lean actually and I normally don't but a little more to Jalen Brown based on the matchup uh, than Jason Tatum after that Horford has not been consistent whatsoever Williams price is a little bit too high for me All right, game two, it's 1 o'clock, 30 minutes later, 1 o'clock game. Charlotte Hornets at 23 and 20 against the New York Knicks at 22 and 21. We've got um, Oubre still out for Charlotte. We have a questionable tag on Kemba Walker. Noel, Reddish, and Rose are out. Uh, Statistically speaking, huge pace-up game for the Knicks because Charlotte's the second fastest paced team in the league. Gigantic pace down game for Charlotte because the Knicks are the slowest team in the league. So that does affect some things here. Knicks uh, are 12th in defense, above average. Hornets, not so much, 26th. So you've got a situation here. uh, Again, it's like that pretty much for anybody playing the Hornets, but for the Knicks, You can't get in a much better situation as far as uh, playing pace up or playing against a poor defense. So it does bring some guys into play here. Uh, We do need to know news on Kemba Walker. If he's still out, Alec Burks, certainly a good play. Fournier, when he gets hot, can really be a strong play, but very, you know, inconsistent with that big number. He usually only does it against the Celtics. Um, R.J. Barrett has been terrific, and I think he's a solid play. Julius Randle, his price is leaked down little bit by little bit. And, uh, you know, possibly a Mitch Robinson, but they're getting 
you know, they're going to get Taj Gibson backing him up. And if they go small, they'll have Julius play center. But it does help that, that Noel is out. By the way, the, the Knicks are actually a two-point favorite here. So it should be a pretty good, uh, a pretty close game. And certainly some good pace up for these Knicks. And, you know, I don't know if you really want to go more than two guys from any team, considering we have 24 of the 30 teams participating. But depending on which slate you're playing, if you're playing one of the, the first, for example, three-game slate on DraftKings, I think two Knicks uh, would be very, very good play. On the Charlotte side, LaMelo Ball definitely is, has woken up a little bit more lately. He's producing a lot better. Uh, he's in play. And then uh, Terry Rozier, hit or miss. He can definitely be a slate breaker at times, just as, as Gordon Hayward is in the same boat. And then Miles Bridges, uh, you know, his prices come down a bit, a little bit at a time. But certainly, you know, he has tailed off with his performance in the last uh, about three weeks. So a little bit more risky there. Um, and then, you know, after that, a lot of rotation with Biggs, with PJ and, and Mason, etc. So possibly, you know, uh, if you want to buy up for one of the Hornets, it's a, it's a bit of a risk, but it should be a close game. Uh, but I really do like uh, the Knicks side in this matchup. It is the first night of a back-to-back -back for the Knicks. Like I said, it's the only team on the slate in that situation. Uh, will that affect things? You know, it's Tibbs. He's going to play his guys, so I would not worry about that in, in the least. All right, game three, 2 o'clock start. They did stagger, and we're going to have just constant basketball. I absolutely love it. Philadelphia is 25-17. and 17. It's a 2 p.m. game against the Washington Wizards, 22 and 21. So a very good matchup here. Interesting game. Beal is questionable for Washington. That's massive news, of course, because if he's in, certainly playable. But if he's out, it, it definitely uh, brings the stock up on Dinwiddie and Kuzma, especially uh, those two guys get a nice usage bump if Beal sits again. Um, for Philly, uh, Green, Milton, Simmons, and Thibel are all out. Philadelphia's a three-point favorite. They are 27th in pace, Washington 22nd, so not, not a good matchup in that sense. Uh, defensively, Philadelphia just improving a little bit each time. They're now up to 14th defensively, so in the, they're in the upper half. Washington has sunk all the way to 23rd. Um, playable guys here, you know, with the guard shortage, you know, you certainly can go Maxi, Curry, and even Cork Maz if you want to go a little cheaper. Uh, the pay-up guys have some uh, definite push here, Tobias Harris and especially Joel Embiid, but a big price to pay uh, for him uh, in, a, in a really pace that's not conducive to a lot of possessions or uh, extra DFS points. Again, Washington, you know, we have to just wait and see what that news is on Bill because uh, that shuffles thing things quite a bit. Not interested in the center rotation now that they have Thomas Bryant back, but, you know, Kuzma, Beal, Dinwiddie, depending if Beal's in, uh, all can be discussed here. Next game, uh, 3 o'clock. So the, they continue to play. Uh, about every 30 minutes here. It's good stuff. 
Uh, interesting game. You're going to have your chalkiest guy, probably one of the chalkiest guys uh, on the slate in this one. But it's, uh, again, 3 o'clock game. Brooklyn Nets 27-15 and 15 at the Cleveland Cavaliers 26-18. and 18. Who'd believe that they'd be right there uh, neck and neck with Brooklyn? Um, you've got uh, LaMarcus Aldridge is probable. Our buddy Nicholas Claxton, questionable. And then, of course, KD is out a good six to eight weeks with that knee injury. Joe Harris, Johnson, and Millsap are also out. For Cleveland, Lamar Stevens, questionable. And Rajon Rondo is out. Um, interesting game here. Interesting matchup. Brooklyn's 12th in pace. Cleveland, 23rd. But you have two top 10 defenses. Uh, 10th for Brooklyn, 3rd for Cleveland. So uh, an interesting game. Um, again, as far as who I was alluding to earlier, for Chalk is James Harden. Without Kevin Durant, he certainly becomes a very strong play. However, it's a road game in Ohio and Cleveland, so they do get Kyrie Irving, who may also be a little chalky, certainly a bit cheaper here than Harden, and also a great option. I think you could feel very comfortable uh, in either direction there but certainly not both with Cleveland Stout uh, third-ranked defense. If you want to go on the cheap, you can try your, your hand at uh, a Bembry and Edwards. Uh, we're going to get some sharp, uh, but he'll be splitting time with Aldridge, so that takes a little bit of a punch away from him for sure. Um, but, you know, mainly it's going to be either Harden or Irving for me. I think that's the, the best place to focus here. On the Cleveland side, <clears throat> uh, Darius Garland's been terrific. And, you know, he has been a key guy in their uh, rotation. So without Rondo backing him up, I think he's certainly a, an option here. I like the, the pace of play. And Brooklyn's defense is, is tailed off just a bit. So Garland in play, he is expensive, but you can consider him. Other than that, really, the only two guys that I believe worth mentioning are the two bigs. And it could be a tougher matchup for Brooklyn here, um, you know, being shorthanded. But you've got Evan Mobley and Jared Allen. I think both uh, guys uh, are definitely a possibility to roster. Would not roster both, uh, but I think you could go either direction. Again, I favor Mobley slightly here uh, just because of the matchup uh, aspect of things at the power forward. I think Brooklyn – like I say, we'll have a little difficulty there. Jared Allen loves to play against his old team, Brooklyn. He usually puts in a good performance. So if you've still got, even though he's played him a bunch of times, that revenge factor narrative, uh, Allen certainly uh, falls into that category. But he has played him a bunch of times, so I don't know how much that's really uh, in play. But uh, certainly, like I say, his statistics against Brooklyn are strong. All right, we move to the 330 game. It's the Indiana Pacers at LA Clippers. Pacers are 15 and 28. Clippers are 21 and 23. We've got uh, Malcolm Brogdon questionable. What else is new? He's always questionable, never seems to play. He's got a sore Achilles. So I I don't blame him. But you know, the question is either shut him down or play him. But this, you know, possibly he practices, then he sits out. So we don't know. So that news is definitely in doubt. 
I think though, I know this is going out on a limb and I have no proof of that, but I think Brogdon plays. That's that's I've got him in uh in my initial projections here. Um Brogdon and Lamb are questionable. McConnell, Turner, and Warren are out for Indiana. For the Clippers, you've got a, a questionable tag on Winslow, Kennard doubtful, and George Leonard and Preston are out. Pacers play at the 18th pace, Clippers 15th, so slight bit below average. Uh, Indiana 21st defensively, Clippers fourth, so strong defense on their side. If Brogdon plays, it definitely shakes the, the kettle here a little bit. Um, you know, uh, it, it makes uh, definitely Levert, his uh, usage goes down a little bit. Uh, you've got Justin Holiday, who's been very inconsistent. Uh, it looks like the possibility of Torrey Craig could get a start uh, in place of Turner that's sitting out. Uh, but Sabonis really is the target here. I think he's going to be pretty popular as well, and deservedly so. Uh, Clippers do have the fourth defense, so you know you don't. I don't want 100% Sabonis, but you know he has shown when he plays center and Turner's out, his numbers just jump way up. Um, so I think he's a great option. Certainly one of the pay up options on the slate, um, and definitely will be looking there. Um, as far as the Clippers go, you know, you've seen quite a bit of sharing the ball here. Nobody's jumped out, you know, with George uh, being out. It's Jackson's been decent. Coffee's been up and down. Marcus Morris at times has been uh, good, but his price has gone up. That makes it a little bit tough. Uh, Batum also, you know, at a cheap price could be a good play. Again, Indiana's defense isn't real strong. So, uh, would mind having a team from each side here. Clippers are only favored by two. So, you know, it's uh, Vegas is expecting this to be uh, a close game. All right, we go to game number six. Halfway through here, once we get this game in, it's a 3.30 game, just like the last one. And it is the Chicago Bulls at 27 and 14 against the Memphis Grizzlies at 30 and 15. You've got um, a lot of guys out for Chicago. They've really been stung here. Alonzo uh, Ball, Caruso, Cook, Green, Jones, Levine, and Williams all out. So we're definitely digging deep here on Chicago. Grizzlies have Pawns questionable. Dylan Brooks and uh, Tilly remain out. So uh, let's look statistically here. Chicago 16th in pace, Memphis 5th. So good pace up for Chicago and some of these value guys coming off the bench that are now starting. Defensively, Chicago 17th and Memphis 8th. So Chicago not, uh, even though they're playing great, they're not defending as well as they were. So Memphis, uh, on the other hand, has improved into the top 10. And in the last two months, they've been first in the league uh, defensively. So that's a bit of a concern. Um, Kobe White, great play, and DeMar DeRozan, great play, in my opinion. Uh, Vukovic also is going to get a lot of uh, activity, a lot of ownership. Uh, those three guys, are that's pretty much everything they've got. They're going to be using a, a mixture of their bench, guys like Desunmu, McKinney. Those guys are going to get decent minutes, and then they'll, they'll be 
plugging all kinds of guys in to fill minutes. But very uh, tough not to go with maybe even a combination of, of Kobe and DeRozan, or if you want to sub one of those in for Vuk. But I think it's I think this is a good team to uh, to look at here. Memphis is favored by six, which is solid, and certainly they are much more healthy with only Brooks being out of their their rotation. But, uh, you know, Chicago, they've gotten completely blown out a few teams times in a row, and I think that that's scaring people from rostering their guys. But if they keep this game, you know, within what Vegas thinks, even close to that, 10 or under, uh, then it's going to be because DeRozan, White, and Vuk combined for a lot. So uh, I'm more interested there than I think a lot of people will be. Um, certainly, John Morant, monster payup guy. Uh, he could be phenomenal in this game, especially if it stays close. Uh, Bain has been a guy we've rostered a lot. Zaire Williams looks good, man. I'm really impressed with the rookie there. He's he's cheaper, and if he gets good rotational minutes like he has been since Brooks has been out, uh, he's a playable guy for me. Uh, Jackson, hard to trust. Adams, he's been somewhat hurt so his minutes have been somewhat uh sliced up a little bit but uh for me you know you either pay up i think for morant bain or go with williams as uh a value so i like this game i i know it's not going to have the biggest total uh but i think it has a lot of potential all right six games to go real quickly if you want to join us it's dfscoachtalk.com we have tremendous deals right now. Our four sports special goes from the day you sign up all the way through the end of the NBA playoffs, which is June 16th. You get all of our NBA, all of our NFL playoffs and Super Bowl, the entire Major League Baseball, hopefully they play from when it, uh, you know, the first pitch all the way until middle of June. And then our golf every week, which uh, was really fun watching that this uh, this evening. Uh, Matsuyama, just unbelievable, man, on 18 in the playoffs, stuck a three-wood to two feet from 282 out. Unbelievable. But anyway, all of those four sports are part of that four-sports special. If you want to just dip your toe in and try us out three-day for $10, we'd love to have you jump in. All right, six more to go. Milwaukee Bucks, uh, this is a 6 p.m. game. So we're now into the, the last... Uh, six games on the slate. This is sort of that tweener game at six. It's the Milwaukee Bucks and Atlanta Hawks. The Bucks are 27 and 18. Atlanta is 17 and 25. Just a really disappointing team. Out for Milwaukee, Galloway, Holiday, and Lopez. Out for Atlanta, Bogdanovich and Capella. Uh, as far as statistically, Milwaukee 13th in pace, Atlanta 20th. So very average there. Milwaukee's ninth defensively. Atlanta not defending well at all. They're 28th. So is Giannis an option here? It's possible. Milwaukee's only an initial four-point favorite, which seems extremely low, uh, you know, the way Atlanta's been playing. You know, but Giannis is a big, big ticket. It's hard uh, to pay that, you know, in a game like this that, that could Milwaukee could handle in my opinion, but uh, certainly a great payup option. He always is. And, you know, he can do it in limited minutes 
uh, if need be. Other guys, you know, you want, may want to look at here, uh, Chris Middleton and Bobby Portis. They're always the, the second and third guy right now in the mix, especially with Holiday out. Uh, those guys a little bit more affordable, not cheap, though, but certainly uh, options if you don't go with Giannis. On the Atlanta side, Trey Young, another fine option if, uh, for a payup. Uh, if you want to you know, grab both payups here and go Giannis Young, you can do that. But again, this, this game isn't on all the slates. It just depends uh, which site you're playing. Um, other than that, uh, DeAndre Hunter's back. He didn't do much the last game. Uh, you've got John Collins, uh, who's been solid, but he's got Giannis defense. And then you get somewhat of a, a split at center with Jang and Okongwu, and they may even go small at times with Collins at center. So uh, a tough, tough call on any of those guys. Uh, you know, Kevin Herter should get more minutes now that Bogdanovich is out again, and is he's pretty cheap as well. All right, we're into the main slate. The last five games on, and it's the main slate on all three sites. Uh, seven o'clock, Portland 17 and 25, Magic 8 and 36. Uh, um, as far as questionable tag, Norman Powell, important piece there. CJ Ellaby is doubtful. We know Lillard, Nance, and Zeller are out. But the big news is CJ McCollum is back. So the question is, you know, he had the collapsed lung. Uh, how how much is he going to play? I've got to think he's on a minutes restriction, but it does take a, a big uh, piece out of the, the Simons being such a strong play. And it even really, you know, touches Covington and Nurkic a little bit. Covington had a, a break the slate kind of game last time out. So Powell, it's important to know if he's in, because then that really – disperses some of that usage, you know, with McCollum and Powell back in uh, if he does play. For Orlando, uh, Wendell Carter-Jeter out, uh, MCW, Fultz, Isaac, and Moore all out. Um, Orlando's been a weird team, though, for sure. Uh, hard to really put your finger on what they're doing there. Uh, not playing great basketball is one thing I can tell you they are doing. Um, as far as Pace in this game, you've got uh, Portland 19th, Orlando 14th, so not a super fast game. However, terrible defense. Portland 30th, worst team defensively in the league, Orlando 24th. So, you know, let's get the news on, Powell. I, I would not go C.J. McCollum just yet. Uh, like I say, you know, Simons, if Powell plays and McCollum and Powell are back, I'm not going to go there. Um, Covington is still cheap enough, but you know, is it what, you know, you don't want to chase that game from the last time, uh, chase those points and Nurk's been okay. He's disappointed a lot. He's been super high owned lately and just been okay. So not crazy about that side of the ball on the Orlando side. I'm, you know, I'm a little frustrated, uh, with this team as well. I've played Cole Anthony a lot, uh, Chumo Kiki, Franz Wagner, a little Mo Bamba, you know, with, with Carter being out, but uh, they're just not playing good ball. Now, this you would think this is a perfect place to play them. Portland's only a one-point favorite. It's an at-home game for Orlando. And, you know, I, I hate to say that I haven't been disappointed 
and these guys have not been getting to their number, but I do think Orlando's in play here. Uh, It just makes sense. I don't know if I want to pay all the way up for Cole Anthony. Uh, Franz Wagner, uh, I think, is is a decent play. His prices come way down. But Okiki and Bomber are the ones that get my attention the most. Uh, Bomba did not start the last game. He came off the bench. Uh, I have him penciled in to start and get some extra minutes because he had missed some time. So I think that, that those guys can definitely be considered. And somehow, someway, it looks like I'm going to have some Orlando Magic uh, exposure once again. All right. Another uh, seven. Oh, actually, it's the only 730 game on the on the board. It's the Toronto Raptors at 21 and 19 at the Miami Heat, 27 and 16. You've got Gary Trent questionable. Uh, Kem Birch and Goran Dragic out for Toronto. For Miami, Bam is questionable. He may play in this game uh, back from that thumb injury. I would assume they're going to you know, not give him a full workload right off the bat. So another guy that's going to hurt other people's production, but not somebody that I'm willing uh, to roll out there just yet. Uh, the, the other big news for Miami, Lowry's out along with Morris, Akpala, and Oladipo. As far as pace, Toronto's 25th, Miami 28th. So this is not going to be a fast-paced game by any stretch. Miami is favored by three and a half, which is a pretty low total uh, number again here. Um, but I think, you know, that may drift up a little bit uh, with the fact that the Butler's playing and Bam is more than likely back. Defensively, Toronto 19th, Miami 7th. So, you know, where do you go here? Fred Van Vliet, extremely expensive, um, but we have to see. Uh, you know, if Trent's going to play, that would help uh, a little bit of usage for Van Vliet. But the other guys are back, Ananobi, Barnes, and Siakam. So a lot of usage spread around here, not the best pricing, and you've got a good Miami defense. So not targeting Toronto in this matchup. On the Miami side, I think Jimmy Butler is a terrific play. He will get Ananobi defense, and Ananobi's good. He's played him fairly well, but the fact that there's no Lowry, uh, you're, you're going to be bringing a hero off the bench as always, but he'll get big minutes. Uh, and the fact Bam's back a bit, I think uh, you know Jimmy Butler is a great payup option as well. Again, you've got 24 of the 30 teams, and there's all the great payup options in here. But Butler's definitely one of them. It's just the problem is the pace and the total on this game, I think is going to be very low. So, you know, do you take that chance that it does stay close enough and Butler uh, has a big game? I'm not probably going to pull the trigger there, but I think he is a solid play. Um, After that, really maybe Hero, although his price is fair, uh, you know, Hero would be the next option. If you want to go super cheap, you can go Gabe Vincent, Max Struess, Duncan Robinson, someone like that, um, you know, and and maybe get to your number. Now, Yurt Savid, who's been phenomenal, uh, he's, you know, going to lose some minutes to Bam. There's no question about it. So he's been priced up a little bit because he's played so well. But I think that that party is over, at least for right now, uh, with Bam being back. I'd love to see, honestly, 
if I was Spolster, and I haven't read this, I doubt they'll do it, but I'd love to see Bam at the four and uh, and Yurt saving at the five. Can you imagine if they rolled a team out? If they wanted to start Hero, they could. But if they had Lowry, Hero, Butler, Adebayo, and Yurt Saban, that sounds like a team that can make a deep run. But that's just me. All right, uh, let's go to the next one. We've got 8.30 game, Oklahoma City Thunder at the Dallas Mavericks. The Thunder, 14 and 28. Mavericks have been hot. They're 24 and 19. Out for Oklahoma City, Krejcik. Krejcikki, I don't even know who this is. Vit Krejcikki. I don't, that's definitely pronounced Krejcik. K-R-E-J-C-I. Uh, I should know him. I think I know almost every player in the league, but that's a guy that slipped under my radar. But he's out, so who cares? Kenrich Williams, uh, Williams also out. Dallas has nobody on their report, which is sort of amazing. But it is a little troublesome because that means they're going to be able to go a little bit deeper, and that is a concern. Plus, Dallas is a 10.5-point favorite and have been just shutting people down. It's been hard to, to roster DFS guys in any of the Mavericks games recently because they play so slow, they play such great D, and you're just not getting the possessions. And so it's been very... Uh, a lot of passing on these two, you know, on, on the Dallas games. Thunder are 17th in pace. Dallas second slowest team in the league at 29th. Uh, Thunder 18th. So they've maintained sort of close to the middle of the pack defensively, which is reasonable for a young team. Dallas is up to sixth, which is really amazing because they were 23rd seven weeks ago. I looked it up. They were just 23rd and falling giving up a ton of points. And in the last uh, almost two months, the Grizzlies have been first and Dallas second by a long shot. Uh, it's not even close defensively. So those are two teams that you want to really steer away from their games as much as possible with the way they're defending. Um, on the, you know, again, I'm probably going to pass this game, but SGA, you can always talk about, uh, Dort and Giddy, I think, are the other two possible plays. Dort a little bit cheaper. Those would be your three top options. Wouldn't recommend going any deeper than that. Luca is a tough pay up here. Uh, it's a big way to, you know, long ways to go to pay up for him. Uh, again, you know, not really game uh, conducive here to a lot of points, but Luca can do it like not too many guys in a short period of time. Uh, so, you know, if, if you feel like he's the guy in this spot, I would not blame anybody for ever playing Luca, but I'm probably not going to go there, especially with the fact you've got a Jalen Brunson playing well. Kristaps Porzingis is back, and he's going to have probably 30, 35-minute limit, which is a lot. I mean, that's usually what he plays anyway. So you're going to get uh, a lot of usage from a lot of guys from Dallas and the potential for a blowout game. Uh, with a double-digit uh, spread here. So not a great game. All right, last two. We've got an, one more game at 8.30, and then we have two hours to wait for the 10.30 game. So we're actually going to be starting 12.30 p.m. in the afternoon, and we won't be done probably till 1.30 in the morning. So about 13 straight hours of nonstop NBA action with no breaks. The way they staggered all the games 
you can literally watch. I may try to do it uh, and watch the whole time. So we'll see how that rolls. Uh, Phoenix and San Antonio. Phoenix 33 and 9. Amazing. Spurs 16 and 27. We have questionable tags on DeAndre Ayton and Cam Johnson. We know that Kaminsky, Nader, and Sarge are out. For the Spurs, Trey Jones out. Thunder, uh, Phoenix, I'm sorry, the sixth fastest team in the league, Spurs ninth. So you do have the potential for a decent total here uh, with a six and a nine, two top ten uh, pace teams. Problem is Phoenix is the second best defensive team in the entire league uh, and probably about to take over from the Golden State's uh, spot with the news that Draymond Green's going to be out another couple of weeks. So uh, tough, tough D for Phoenix. Uh, the spread right now that's listed that I have here is four and a half. I would take Phoenix minus four and a half all day tomorrow and the next day against the Spurs. So again, these are the lines, the early lines that are out. I don't know if they're going to stick uh, and we don't have those totals, but uh, Phoenix looks pretty solid here. I know they're missing Aiton, but uh, no worries. Spurs, uh, on the other hand, are 20th defensively. So, you know, if according to the early Vegas lines, the Spurs keep it close enough, you know, you have lots of options there. Chris Paul, Devin Booker, of course, as the, the payup guys. Mikhail Bridges, Jay Crowder, and uh, JaVel McGee would be the guys I would look at uh, as the cheaper guys, a little bit more uh, value there from the Suns. So I, I wouldn't mind having some Suns exposure. I don't want to overdo it uh, in this matchup, but uh, I think that it makes perfect sense. Spurs, on the other hand, I'm not going to pay that max price on Murray. He is awesome. He is a triple-double waiting to happen, but he plays that Suns defense and Chris Paul, so not going to go there. Derek White's back. Uh, last game he was back, he, he hit, uh, shot the ball well, so he's a little bit cheaper option. After that, though, you know, you've got Jakob Pertl. Uh, He missed the last game, so if he's back, you know, he's in play a bit. Uh, but uh, if he's out again, you've got Landell uh, possibly uh, stepping in, you know, but he'll be backed up uh, and, and probably get uh, just mid-20s minutes. So uh, let's see if Pirtle's back in. After that, I don't know. I mean, you know, you've got so many guys, you know, like McDermott and Johnson and Walker, just guys that just don't get it done. And, and on a slate this size, I would not recommend going anywhere near those guys. All right, last game, 12 up, 12 down. Here we go, 10.30 p.m. Utah Jazz, 29 and 14. L.A. Lakers, 21 and 22. You have Butler, Hughes, and Whiteside out for Utah. Howard and James are probable, which is stunning that James is probable. I say that every show and because that's what it is. Carmeli, Carmeli, Carmeli Anthony, I'm sure you'd appreciate that. Carmelo Anthony, questionable. So, you know, there's some usage off the bench. So we'd like to have that news. Davis and Nunn remain out. Utah has the 11th pace in the league. Lakers 7th. So you've got some solid pace in this game. Defensively, middle of the pack, Utah 13th. They've sunk down a bit. And the Lakers 15th, right square in the middle. 
Uh, Utah's a four and a half point road favorite. So it makes this game a little interesting here. Uh, you certainly can go on the cheap uh, with, with some of these guys, Conley, Bogdanovich, O'Neal. You know, there should be some decent amount of minutes in there for those guys. Um, you can pay up for Mitchell, uh, who plays the Lakers well. He, this could be a good spot for him, but he's a bit expensive. Rudy Gobert on that also, you know, how many minutes is he's going to get? going to play. I don't know if he gets the full run yet, uh, but he's always an option, but a little expensive. Wouldn't it recommend Westbrook, but you know, I say it every day because I know it's going to happen. One of these games, he's going to put up like a 25 point triple double, but I'm not going to risk that uh, by any stretch. I don't know why his price doesn't just plummet with the way he's been playing, but he's still expensive. Um, Malik Monk has been solid, but Shows little bits of inconsistency. LeBron's certainly one of the better payups. Uh, he gets some Royce O'Neal defense, which is respectful, uh, respectable. But uh, LeBron certainly always one of the best payups since Anthony Davis has been out. And for the last uh, month, he's just uh, played terrific, as everybody knows. So one of the, one of the solid payup options. If you want to go big, you know, Dwight Howard may start the game because of Rudy Gobert. Uh, but again, consistency minutes, you know, what are we going to get out of them? It's always, uh, you know, a possibility of, uh, a real trap plus you never know tease or what he's going to do a uh, very tough guy to depend on. Uh, after that, it'd be nice to know if Carmelo Anthony's going to play because then, you know, some of the bench guys, uh, become more of an option, but if he's in, uh, he's going to take a lot of those shots in the second unit. Um, but, you know, after, really, other than James, I don't feel real strong about anybody except Monk, I think, is a, is a good option as a second guy. All right, my friends, that is it. I am tired. It has been such a busy day here at Coach Talk. Really appreciate everybody listening. Appreciate our members. Uh, it's uh, it's going to be a, a really fun basketball day. I cannot wait to plop in front of the TV and catch tons of basketball. Then we have the Monday night game, uh, playoff game tomorrow. That'll be a lot of fun uh, as well. So thank you so much for listening in. Um, my next podcast will be on Wednesday, Tuesday. Uh, Andrew has a real tough slate, two games. But hey, you know, it is what it is. But he's got the two-game uh, slate on Tuesday with the podcast. Uh, and I'm sure that he'll have some great insight there. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful MLK day. Hopefully a, lo a lot of you have the day off and you can really enjoy some hoops. Thanks again. Really appreciate all of you. And we'll be back. I'll, I'll be back Wednesday, but Andrew will be back again tomorrow when he looks to crush it in NBA DFS.